welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast at all, I would be so, so grateful if you could share this with just one person. Obviously, I'm a coach. My job is to help as many women as possible. And I need your help in order to do that. So if you take any value whatsoever from this episode or any of the other episodes, then pay it forward and send it to a friend who needs it. Honestly, it helps more than you will ever know. And I will be eternally grateful to you. Um, If you do share it with people, let me know. If you do listen to this and you enjoy it, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at PT. Hi girls, so I'm going to talk to you about PCOS, so polycystic ovary syndrome. Now, 10% of women have this, so 1 in 10 women have PCOS. So the reason that I'm talking about this is because it's not uncommon. It's quite a common thing. I've got a fair few clients who I work with who have PCOS. It's something that I looked into a lot on my journey for fertility, just trying to conceive. It was something that maybe I thought I had. Um... And it's just something that I've I've looked into a lot to help my clients and also to try and understand um, what I was going through as well. So I thought it'd be really important for me to do a video on it because I know that there'll be people in this community or people listening to this who are struggling with PCOS, who are struggling to lose weight, um, and they think it is all because of the PCOS. Um, one of the things that I um come across is that people tend to think when they have PCOS that it's like literally that that's it forever and we can really improve symptoms and really improve things by focusing on diet and lifestyle so just because you've been told you have PCOS doesn't mean that you are going to struggle for the rest of your life and we can make things better for you and we can you know improve fertility we can improve ovulation and, and your menstrual cycle and a lot of it can be done through lifestyle and nutrition. A lot of the time, women are just put on the pill straight away. Um, so if a doctor was to tell them that they've got PCOS, they would just prescribe the contraceptive pill, especially if the person didn't want to have a baby right away, they would just prescribe contraception tra- straight away. Um and that's not necessarily fixing the issue. It's like a really temporary fix. It's like having a big gaping wound in your arm and just trying to put a little plaster on it, you know, and, and you know, the problem's still there, but it's all going to seep out eventually. So I try to encourage clients, you know, I'm not against the contraceptive pill at all, although I would never take it again. Um, um I I try and try and encourage clients to not just rely on that and to try and also look at everything else as well to try and help the symptoms because a lot of the women who I work with are going to want to have babies one day eventually. And when they come off the pill and their cycles are still up the wall, they've then got to battle through actually working on the PCOS before they can um, have a successful pregnancy a lot of the time. So yeah, um, I thought it would be an important thing to do. It's something that I've looked into a lot and it's something that I'm helping quite a few of my clients with at the moment and successfully. Um, so I haven't shared this video previously because I wanted to actually coach a few clients through the things that I've learned and um, it, there's really positive, positive results coming from what we are doing. So PCOS, what is it, first of all? So if you don't know about it, um. 10% of women have got PCOS. You might not even, a lot of people don't even realize that they've got PCOS and, um, or you might, you might not know like what you're going through is, you know, could potentially be PCOS. 
So polycystic in, uh, ovary syndrome, you've got to have um, like two of these three symptoms. So polycystic ovary, ovaries, um, menstrual cycle irregularities. So that's like less than nine cycles a year. Um, typically, people with PCOS have really long menstrual cycles. So they go over 35 days. Um, and then hyperandrogens, which is basically just like a higher level of androgens in the body, higher level of testosterone. Um most of the time, PCOS is caused by insulin resistance. Now, there are other um, types of PCOS, but most of the time they are caused by insulin resist resistance, which is basically an excess of insulin in the body. And too much insulin can impair ovulation. So your body, um, it, and it also increases the amount of testosterone, which is um, you know, females do have testosterone, but it's the main male hormone, sex hormone. Um, so it causes, it causes in too much insulin causes the ovaries to make testosterone instead of estrogen, and we need estrogen to ovulate. So if you've got testosterone, you if you're producing testosterone and not enough estrogen, um, then then your body won't ovulate. If you don't ovulate, you can't conceive. You need ovulation to happen to conceive. Okay, so. Um, if you have like menstrual cycle irregularities, um, you know, hyperandrogens and, or, and polycystic, polycystic ovaries, you'll be diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, and I think it's just you need two of those those things, two out of the three to be diagnosed with it. OK, and quite often a doctor will say to you, right, here's your options. You can go on um, contraception um, or you can just like work on your lifestyle but we don't they don't actually you don't actually get that much support when it comes to working on the lifestyle side of things um so sorry i just got distracted because i didn't know whether my mic was on so symptoms of polycystic ovary syndrome so acne so after there is something called post pill polycystic ovary syndrome um and this is something that i feel like i definitely had i had horrendous acne for 12 to 18 months, potentially even more post coming off the contraceptive pill. Um, here, so, and people with polycystic ovary syndromes, no, no matter how, you know, which variation of it you have, you know, you could get bad acne. Um, hair loss is another thing. So um, like hair thinning, um, hair growth. So normally like, you know, on your face. So women, a client of mine has to get her face lasered because she, she always, she grows hairs on her chin and um, so excessive hair growth on your face um, and hair loss on your head it's similar to like um men who lose their hair um infertility so not just like outright infertility but struggling getting pregnant so like struggling with fertility and um, because if you do have pcos it doesn't mean that you can't have kids you can um, and potentially can um, depending on whether we can like settle down your symptoms and, and start improving and regulating ovulation. Insulin resistance, which goes hand in hand, uh, increased risk of anxiety and depression in women. Um, and then there's a three times risk of binge eating disorder in women with PCOS. Okay? So PCOS does make weight loss harder, okay? but it's not impossible. So quite often you will hear people, oh, I, can I can't, I'm never going to lose weight because I've got PCOS. Um, it's not the case. I'm help currently helping people lose weight who have PCOS. 
Um, and I've also helped people who have really like improved their symptoms and stuff. I wouldn't say cured, but like really improved things for themselves through diet and lifestyle. So people with polycystic ovary syndrome, they do have a slightly lower um, metabolic rate. Okay. So your need for calories is slightly lower um, and it can be, you know, a bit of a big difference, especially if it's insulin resistance, PCOS. So you potentially will need to tell your coach you have PCOS or factor that in when working out your calorie target. But that doesn't mean we need to go really, really low on the calories. Okay, we don't need to go super aggressive. Typically, I will start so I will work out someone's calorie target and take off like a hundred um and start them at that. And then we'll do things really slow and controlled rather than looking for a really drastic weight loss. We focus not just on the scales, we're focusing on everything else as well and more so. So you will have a slightly lower metabolic rate, but it doesn't make weight loss impossible. And it doesn't mean you have to eat 1200 calorie diets. I think someone said that their doctor recommended that they stop eating all carbs and um, eat 1200 calories. And I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. It's too difficult to sustain. It's too difficult to stick to. It can result in a poor relationship with food. You know, women with PCOS are at a high risk of binge eating disorder anyway. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's just not great. It's just not, not recommended from me. Um, so things that can help with PCOS. So actually, let me just see if I've um, forgotten anything here. Um, yeah. Okay. So things that can help with PCOS. So lifestyle modifications. So typically, um, women with PCOS are recommended to uh lose for, for weight loss, two to five percent weight loss. Um, the might you might have PCOS and not need to lose any weight. So if that's the case, then instead you need to focus on not just weight loss but health and lifestyle. Okay. So high protein meals spaced out regularly in the day. So it's not beneficial for women in general, um, but women with PCOS, especially to miss breakfast, you want to be having a really high protein, big breakfast. Um, and this has been known to improve ovulation. It also improves appetite regulation, which is which people with PCOS struggle with, and it improves insulin resistance. So getting a big breakfast facing in the morning is really important. This is something that I've learned anyway, because I used to kind of miss breakfast and start eating at 11 o'clock, but I learned for female hormones um, and for us to keep cortisol down, uh, we do need to eat in the morning. So I eat as soon as I can in the morning, not at 5 a.m. I wait until like 7, 8. Um, so yeah, a big high protein breakfast, okay? A high protein lunch and a high protein meal, as uh, even a meal as well. So nice high protein well structured well spread out meals okay um another thing in terms of nutrition we want to be having balanced meals so fats and protein um and we need to make sure that like we're not going really ultra processed and high sugary foods okay so a typical healthy diet is what you want to be having for anybody but even more important when you've got pcos so limiting the sugar limiting the sweet treats, getting rid of the fizzy drinks, change, like limiting alcohol a little bit, 
And these are the things that I do with, do with my clients. So we're not just focused on those calories. We're focused on getting protein high, getting fiber really high. So loads of fruit, loads of veg, and really limiting the amount of sugar that we're eating. A lot of my clients with PCOS are proper sugar fiends. Um, and they will have days of, of, you know, did have days of eating lots and lots of sugar. So it's minimizing all of that. And that's really helped. Um, there's no need for things like, keto or you don't need to cut carbs out completely i would just minim minimalize the processed carbohydrates that you're having so have potatoes have rice you know have pasta have you know all of the things you can have bread but just kind of limit it a little bit and try and go whole grain um or like brown pasta brown rice kind of thing um so hunger will be really high so you're going to, with PCOS, you're potentially going to have a dysregulated appetite. So appetite will be higher. So we want to make sure that we're managing that well. And that's why those three structured meals come in and, and come into play because three big structured meals and a couple of snacks throughout the day will help keep that hunger at bay. I just did a ram. Um, try and stick to like things like, you know, it like things like um try and remove things like vegetable oils and, and stuff like that and stick stick to like coconut oil and olive oil for um for your oil that you cook with so no, lifestyle things that really really affect so think about uh, nutrition wise try and think about eating 30 plants a week so i try and stick to eating five fruit and veg a day and that is actually more challenging than what you would think but you want to try and get 30 different plants a week which isn't as hard as what it sounds because plants includes all of your fruit all of your vegetables and all of your nuts and seeds okay so if you can get 30 different plants unreal if that's too overwhelming for you to try and obtain go for five fruit and veg a day okay in terms of um supplements that you can take there are lots of supplements that you could try. Now, this isn't me prescribing you these supplements, just I've done a women's health and physiology course and this is what was recommended in that. I do take some of these. I'll let you know which ones I take. Um, But yeah, give, give them a go. One of my clients is actually taking all of these. So magnesium, I take. I take 400 milligrams a day before bed. Zinc, again, I take. Myo inositol, inositol. Um, I don't take that, but one of my clients has been taking it and had amazing results in terms of PCOS. Obviously, alongside her nutrition and alongside the lifestyle changes, like you can't just take that supplement and everything be fixed. She's worked on her lifestyle, she's worked on her nutrition, and she's taken the supplements as well to supplement those things. Um, vitamin D, so sun exposure, or you can take a spray. I have a spray in the morning or you can take like a vitamin D capsule, cod liver oil. So actual cod liver oil, high quality one. I take that as well um, and try and manage stress, sleep lots. And um, apparently walking after meals is really, really helpful as well. So if you, um, so this is something that I do, like after I've had my lunch, I'll go for a walk um, and it does really help digest your food, but it can be, can really help with PCOS. So going for a walk after your dinner or going for a walk after your lunch, just a short walk, just to help digest that food. When it comes to lifestyle, um, we want to try and make sure that we are reducing stress, Okay. And we want to make sure we are sleeping a lot. So reduce stress. It can be difficult. We all, uh, I mean, most most women who I work with will say they're stressed to some extent. Um, and if you are super, super stressed, make sure you listen to someone called Alia Crum. 
YouTube her name and watch some of her stuff because it's completely changed my perspective over stress. I used to stress about stress and now my, my mindset's changed. That's for another podcast or another episode. Um, so try and make sure that we're reducing stress because increased stress, increased cortisol is higher androgens. So we want to try and reduce stress as much as possible. So try and make sure that you are taking downtime, going for walks outside, spending time, you know, yoga, meditation, spending time talking, spending time outside, not just sitting on your phone, not just sitting in a dark room on your laptop and stressing about stuff like try and make sure you are switching off and reducing your stress. Um, don't get stressed about being stressed. Go and listen to Alia Crum instead because she will change your mindset on stress um, and just try and make sure that we are managing it as best we can in whatever way is good for you. For me, it's meditation and yoga and outdoor walks as well as rest. Just literally no phone, just friends on the telly, chilling the fuck out, okay? Um, sleep. So if you're currently not focusing on sleep and you have PCOS or even if you don't have PCOS, everybody should be focusing on sleep. Please focus on sleep um it's so important for for everything like it's just it's so important for your appetite it's important for your mental health it's important for your muscles it's important for your brain your productivity your creativity your mood you know anxiety depression it's important for for the menopause it's important for pcos it's so important we cannot cheat sleep it's literally one of the only things we can't cheat we can't cheat it so get it done okay at least 7 hours a night if you can and the best way to do that is whatever time your alarm goes off every morning, work back eight hours and that is your bedtime. So my wake up time is 5am. So I have to be in bed by 9pm. That's eight hours. Yeah, I have to be in bed by 9pm. I normally go at like eight, half eight, but 9pm is when I have to be in bed by and I'm normally asleep by 10. That's going to give me my full seven hours. Um, So sleep, big one, big one. Um, when it comes to exercise, we want to try and make sure that we are still managing stress. So I don't typically recommend high intense interval training. So I don't recommend, you know, hit and really like, um, like just, you know, burpees and squat jumps and mountain climbers for like half an hour, an hour. Like that's not the type of exercise that I recommend. I would recommend like I do for all clients is weight training, lifting weights, and doing a daily walk every day. Um, bit of bit of cardio here and there is good. The way that I program this is like at the end of the sessions, we do also have like cardio workouts, you know, that we can do in the gym and also at home as well. Um, so you don't need to like proper beat yourself up with HIIT training in a in an attempt to lose as much fat as possible. It's not going to help you. It's actually going to drive stress up. And I know this from doing HIIT like seven days a week for a, a good stint of a good few months. It, it's stressful on the body and um, it's going to drive stress up. It's going to drive cortisol up and it's not going to be beneficial. Instead, try and make sure that you are strength training, lifting weights, focusing on building muscle um, and getting your steps in every day or most days if you can. Like I said, going for a 10 to 15 minute walk after main meals is meant to be just as effective as metformin for blood sugars. So metformin is something that you might get um, that you might get prescribed with to manage your blood sugar because your blood sugar might be higher if you have insulin resistance well it will be um so metformin is a medication that they might prescribe if you just take a 10 to 15 minute walk after main meals so after your lunch and after your dinner even after your breakfast if you can have those 10 short three short walks each day and um, that really helps with blood sugar levels 
Um, so training wise, you don't need to overcomplicate things. You don't need to be battering yourself with hits. You definitely don't need to be exercising seven days a week. You just need to be sticking to your three strength training sessions and your daily walks. Um, you don't need to overcomplicate things. Okay. So when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to diet, we want a healthy, um, minimally processed food. And this is the advice that I give to everyone. Um, you know, this is the advice that we give to all clients. It's that eat as many different fruits and vegetables as you can eat a high protein diet and um, you know with with from meat and fish you know supplement with the things that were typically low in vitamin d cod liver oil um and and when it comes to training we're saying walk you know and do strength training so we just want to make sure that we are really focusing on that in pcos as well your calorie target might be slightly lower but it doesn't need to be starvation you don't need to cut out carbs we just need to try and make sure that we are bumping protein up having a decent amount of fat, managing our hunger, spreading out our meals well, structuring our meals well, managing stress, staying active. Um, and I know that that is like the basic advice that we give to everyone anyway. Just know that weight loss might be slower if you do struggle with PCOS, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. And it is not just about the weight on the scales as well either. Remember, if you are strength training, if you are lifting weights, and you are eating in a slight calorie deficit, your body's going to completely change. Even if the scales don't drop drastically, your measurements, your body, your body composition is going to completely change. So you don't need to do much differently, but you do need to make sure that you are focusing on managing that stress um, and just maybe supplementing on things that typically people without PCOS wouldn't, like myo in itisol. And there's L-carnine, L-cartine as well. Um, but definitely look those things up if you do struggle. If you are someone and you're within my community, so you're a client and you struggle with PCOS and you haven't told me yet, then make sure you tell me because I'll be able to help you um, and it will help me actually maybe make adjustments. We might be able to figure out why your weight's not moving. We might have to tweak things in terms of your nutrition. I could have a look through your food diary and be like, you know what? There's too much sugar going on here. We need to manage this a little bit. Maybe you're not moving enough. Maybe we're not getting steps. So uh, maybe you're prioritizing the cardio workouts over the strength training. There might be things that you're doing that we can kind of tweak to, to help. Um one of my clients who have helped with this, Laura, was was going weeks and weeks and weeks without a menstrual without having a menstrual cycle, and she's now under thirty five days for the last two or three cycles. It was, and this is you know it's not quick, it's not a quick fix, but this is purely from her reducing her sugar, taking supplements, focusing on going for walks, managing her stress, okay, um, and obviously keeping her protein nice and high, and she trains at my gym, so she's regular um in terms of strength training so we can work around this we can help your symptoms um and we can try to regulate ovulation with a uh, lifestyle and nutrition i'm not saying that we can cure yet i'm not saying that we can fix everything or everyone but there are definitely things that we could be doing it's not like a life sentence it's not something that you're just going to have to be stuck with forever we may be able to improve things um by working on your nutrition by working on your lifestyle I hope that was helpful. If you enjoyed it, make sure you let me know if you've got any questions, get in touch. Otherwise, I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. 
Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at Hayley Bell PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.